the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joined by Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. Good Monday morning, Senator. Thanks for joining me again. Good morning, Hugh. Good to be back on with you as always. How do you read last week's election results in Virginia, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and other places where there were races on the ballot? Just a small and bitter foretaste for the Democratic Party of what is to come a year from today. Uh, How do you extrapolate from that? What do you think will be the issues that will drive 2022? Well, I think that the issues that drove these elections will continue to drive the elections next year. The kind of uh, common sense kitchen table concerns that so many Americans have that the Democratic Party either refuses to acknowledge or actively rejects. So concern about a rising wave of crime across our communities or chaos at our southern border to prioritizing illegal aliens to the point where Joe Biden is now openly acknowledging that we're going to pay reparations to them. Um, or education in a time when schools are still going to remote learning intermittently, requiring kids to wear masks, shutting down gifted and talented and AP courses, and indoctrinating our kids to hate America, Um, and the rising cost of everything in America, Hugh. Anyone who has to pay for groceries at the store or gas at the pump or who's worried about being able to get Christmas gifts in time for their kids and to pay for them that can get them. The Democratic Party consistently rejects these concerns, says they're not valid, or if you are worried about them, you're somehow racist. It's not not going to be a formula for victory next year. It's not just the Democratic Party, though, Senator. I think there's actually a de facto ruling class, self-anointed, not really in power, but acting like it is. And I think the vote last week was a rebuke to people who want to tell us how to live our lives and especially who want to tell parents to stay out of schools where their children are. I I can't read it any other way than a rebuke to the idea that there are two classes of citizens in America. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Hugh. Just look at the way CNN and MSNBC and the Sunday morning news shows and New York Times and Washington Post all have responded to schools in Virginia run by far-left school boards and superintendents trying to indoctrinate kids to hate our country, to see everything through the lens of race, to separate kids by race, to close down gifted and talented programs and AP programs because they don't believe the kids have the right racial mixture, that there's too many Asian kids in those programs. The response to all of those on the far left and the media and the Democratic Party is that this is not taught in schools. Or to be exact here, it reminds me of the old joke about the lawyer scoundrel who uses arguments in the alternative that are inherently contradictory. He's not my dog. He didn't bite you. You kicked him first. Yep. 
Well, the, the Democratic left's response to critical race theory is critical race theory doesn't exist. It's not taught in our schools. You're racist for wanting to take it out of our schools. <laughs> That's very good. I'm going to steal that, Senator, because I, 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 it's not my dog. It didn't bite you beside you kicked it first is indeed an old chestnut. But that is the first time I've heard it applied to CRT. You know, I, I find it interesting, Senator, that. The response everywhere is CRT isn't taught in our schools. I explained. I went to Catholic schools for 12 years. There was a religion class every day, but the idea of a Catholic school is that it infused the entire school. A CRT school doesn't have to have CRT 101 to be a CRT school. It just has to impose a racial construct on everything. And I, I think it's increasingly difficult to argue that that's not in the water. Yeah, so, so Hugh, I think that's a good analogy. I doubt that in many Catholic preschools and kindergartens around America, they are teaching the doctrine of transubstantiation or trying to uh, assign St. Augustine's city of God. They're not. St. Thomas, Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologica. They are, however, teaching those kids the basic principles behind Catholic doctrine, such that Jesus is God's son. And he's the savior that was sent to redeem us of our sins. And we should ask God and Jesus for his forgiveness. And that Jesus wants us to love one another as he loved all of us. They are teaching those principles. And yes, while they may not be assigning um, law school textbooks in kindergarten, they are teaching the essential principles of the odious doctrine of critical race theory, that race is the most important thing about you, that the uh, color of your skin determines what you can achieve in this country, that some people are inherently oppressive, some people are inherently victims. And you know, you, Senator- you, I, I, would, I would take it a, a step farther. It is pretty rich for people like uh, Henry Rogers, a charlatan who now calls himself Ibram X. Kendi, to claim that these things are not taught in uh, schools when he himself has a children's book to teach critical race theory to young children. I, I, I think it's astonishing that they're so ashamed by their uh, their CRT. You went to Harvard Law School. I went to Michigan. There were no crits at Michigan when I went. I believe the crits were in the saddle when you went to Harvard Law. Did you take any crits? Um, in some cases, I was forced to take professors who taught basic classes like tort law uh, that subscribed to these doctrines. But no, of course, I did not take phony baloney courses like yeah. critical race theory. It, it is astonishing to me that, that people deny that it exists. It's everywhere. Uh, Senator, I want to I want to switch to you to a New York Times headline this morning. Afghan military pilots on the run feel abandoned by the United States. There are 143 Afghan pilots and crews detained by the Tajikistan authorities. They were trained by the United States Air Force. Are we going to get them out? Well, Hugh, I'm not surprised uh, that the New York Times uh, is able to find Afghan pilots who feel betrayed by the uh, United States government under Joe Biden because they betrayed a lot of Americans. They betrayed many green card holders. So, of course, they would betray the Afghans whom we trained and who many times fought alongside us or fought our enemies in Afghanistan. And we should uh, do what we can to help those who did so, if not get them to America, at least help get them out of the country and get safe, safe harbor in uh, third countries who are allies of ours. Your staff was deeply involved, I think is still deeply involved in helping 
American citizens and the SIV eligible get out of Afghanistan. Has the State Department stepped up their efforts, Senator? Um, I would not say so, Hugh. Um, We worked uh, overtime, you're correct, in August to help as many Americans and their families and green card holders and Afghans who are approved, embedded with special immigrant visas to escape uh, the clutches of the Taliban. We worked with the Tajik government um, to provide safe harbor to those Afghan pilots who flew their aircraft in Tajikistan, uh, thankfully, rather than let those aircraft fall in the hands of the Taliban. We continue to do what we can, in many cases working with um, you know, private sector, uh, wealthy and generous philanthropists, veterans organizations, all of whom continue to try to help get uh, these Afghans out of Afghanistan. But the dominant mode of the Biden administration is a desire to turn the page and get it out of the news so they can focus on their reckless tax and spending bill. But this is the kind of this is the kind of moment, Hugh, that we saw in August uh, when Joe Biden was humiliated by a ragtag, depraved gang of seventh century savages that the American people will never forget, even if it's not uh, a front page news every day. Last story, Senator. Uh, Adam Schiff has dropped a book. Ironically, it has come out at the same time John Durham has dropped an indictment on the Steele dossier. What do you think Adam Schiff ought to be asked? And by the way, what do you think of the of the indictment and what it tells us about the Steele dossier and all that went on throughout the entire Trump presidency of Russia, Russia, Russia? You're on Senate Intel. What did you make of that indictment? Um, Well, um, I mean, Adam Schiff has a large and devoted following among the far left cranks in CNN and MSNBC's viewership, Hugh. So it wouldn't surprise me next week to see Adam Schiff's new book on the bestseller list for fiction, Hugh, because that is what Adam Schiff has been spinning for years alongside everyone else in the mainstream media that contributed to the Russia collusion hoax. That indictment last week shows that the FBI and the Department of Justice didn't just know that Hillary Clinton had helped fund that fake dossier, but had actually been a critical source for it as well. It was uh, nothing but a political dirty op, opposition research, which is often dropped in the media in the middle of campaigns, Hugh, that the FBI credulously adopted as a way uh, to fan the flames of division and to validate Hillary Clinton's claims that somehow Russia uh, was responsible for her defeat in 2016. I'm glad to see that Durham's investigation is proceeding. I suspect that won't be the last indictment in this matter. Senator uh, John Brennan, Jim Clapper and James Comey attached the Steele dossier, I believe, to the first intel report that the president-elect Trump received. Am I right about that? Um, it was either, if it wasn't officially included, it, it was provided to the president, uh, at least in oral summary, Hugh. Why would they do that? I mean, I still, it, it, it is, it's beyond me that they did that. I don't think enough attention has been focused on it. Before he became president, the information operation against him had already been launched. Yeah, um, well, I, I think in part they, they did it to you because they credulously accepted all of these reports um, and they were driven by the Obama administration, some of whose officials are now back in the saddle to include Joe Biden himself and Susan Rice in the White House and Samantha Power uh, in the State Department. 
Um, these, pe- these are people who abuse their powers in the final days of the Obama administration in an intentional effort to undermine the transfer of power to Donald Trump because they couldn't get over the election returns. Yeah, I, I hope that the Senate Intel Committee, when it flips back to the control of Republicans, uh, has those indicted by Mr. Durham, if they are successfully prosecuted by that point, to come in and talk about their motives because it's a big story. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. The great exodus has begun from the nation's largest public school districts. A record number of families are voting with their feet in the nation's bluest cities. In New York's public school system, America's largest, enrollment has dropped by 50,000 students since 2019. That's a whopping 4.5%. In Los Angeles, the nation's second largest, there's a record loss of 6% of enrollment, 27,000 students. And in number three, Chicago, enrollment is down 3%, with 25,000 students leaving. COVID has spawned an education revolution. Urban parents at home with children barred from school by teachers' unions got a firsthand look at what their children were learning. They were not impressed. Whatever a parent's politics, race, or socioeconomic background, they all want their children to have the opportunities that only come with a quality education. At last, the tide of education reform is beginning to roll like a mighty wave. For those who need it most, it's long overdue. I'm Carol Platt-Lebow. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program for leaders. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.